0: I don't even desire alcohol anymore in the same way. I have to be in like the right scenario, the right headspace, the right situation in order to even really desire alcohol. And even then, my desire is like a drink, maybe two, and then I'm done. Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days. And admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin. And my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello, friends. Happy Halloween. It's Halloween as I'm recording this. It will not be as as you're listening. This will come out a little bit later, but you know happy Halloween anyway. I hope you had a really fun day or weekend celebrating. I'm keeping it very chill this year, which actually feels really good for a change. (laughs) And in a weird way, I think that really fits with the whole topic of the episode as, you know, adult Halloween tends to be the sort of thing where we get dressed up and we go out and drink a little or maybe a lot, all the things. And I think that's really topical because... (laughs) The question that comes to mind when I think about the topic of this episode is, is everyone just a little bit depressed? (laughs) And I say that laughing. I say that smiling. I say that with no judgment, with the most love and gentleness and all the things. I'm laughing more so at me and my own experience with this, which obviously we'll get into over the course of this episode, but it is just... You know, in a sense, it's a conversation about the whole raise your vibration thing, which, you know, roll your eyes if you want to. I did too. So I really get it. Um, It's also a conversation about, yes, alcohol and or, you know, and slash or anything that we do to really numb ourselves, to distract ourselves from the way we're actually feeling. I did not get this until really the couple of kind of events or the kind of period of time that I'm going to tell you about in this episode. But I really do think that this can be applied to anything that we use to numb ourselves, whether that is alcohol, maybe it's weed, maybe it's exercise or something that's quote unquote healthy because healthy things, you know, things that are quote unquote good for us, even like work sometimes can be numbing mechanisms. So I really encourage you to take a, a little bit of a wider lens as you're listening to this, though I will talk about alcohol because that was my you know, primary driver. I really do recommend you kind of reflect on whatever else that might be for you, you know, those coping mechanisms or numbing mechanisms. But before I dive into all that, I just wanted to give you a heads up about a super fun sale that I'm gonna be having in the month of November, which it will be November when this comes out. So perfect timing. I am having a not so Black Friday Black Friday sale. And why not so Black Friday? I personally, I love Thanksgiving, I love Christmas. The fall, winter holidays are some of my favorites. And I really like to be present. On those holidays, particularly Thanksgiving, you know, it's one of the only times during the whole year that my whole family's together. I have a brand new niece this year, so especially gonna be really fun to just spend time with her and, um, you know, with the whole family, really. But because I like to be present, well, And I'm a business owner. Right. And so there's all the pressure to, you know, do the Black Friday thing. It's such a good time of year to make sales, all the things. And I just don't really want to participate in that hustle culture as a business owner. I mean, yes, I do want to have a sort of gift for you, which I really think kind of promotions and that sort of thing are a gift for you. But I want you to be present. So if I can set my promotion up in such a way that allows you to you know be present with your family or your celebration whatever that looks like for you maybe it's not family maybe it's friendsgiving maybe it's doing something solo i don't know i really just wanted to create the space for all of us to be present with whatever it is we're doing on our time off and so not so black friday this is going to be running before black friday so the week before and If you sign up to be on my email list, you'll get first access to this. I will be deeply discounting three of my offerings, Immerse, Define, and Emerge. All of those will be, I mean, sorry, not Emerge, Guide, LOL. Emerge is coming, but I won't tell you about that yet. So it's going to be immerse, define, and guide. So the more so like single sessions, they're going to be super, super discounted. And I'm offering only a limited number of spots for each of those. So I will put a link down in the show notes if you want to sign up for the email list, you know, first access to those. There'll also be a link down there if you want to find out more information about any of those sessions and what they entail. Um, two of them, I would say, are more human design focused. One is super good for beginners. The other is more so if you want to kind of dive deep and get more into the details of your chart. And then, guide is less human design focused, although we'll take that into account. It's more so just space for you to be supported in whatever it is you're working through with whatever tools are needed for that thing. So maybe it's somatic work, maybe it's belief work, maybe it's you know whatever so anyway those three will be super deeply discounted limited number of spots available for each of those if you have any questions as always feel free to shoot me a note on instagram i'm happy to chat with you and um it will go first to my email list so like i said really encourage you to sign up at the link in the show notes to get on the list to get first access but if you are just hanging out on instagram it will be going live um the second week of the sale. And this is going to be starting, I believe, November 15th. So that kind of second week of November. So super excited to offer you guys that. I'm just, uh, I love this time of year and I'm just excited. So anyway, that's the biggest update going on over here. So let's get into this. Is everyone just a little bit depressed? So where I think I'll start with this is I'll start with my kind of a high training when I I mean, maybe I I guess I have to start a little bit before that. I mean, I feel like I was a very typical (laughs) post-college student, you know, going out to the bars and drinking and meeting people and all the things. And particularly with the toxic job, I mean, alcohol became a really big way that I coped with stress. I remember coming out of my job a lot of Fridays And I walked, I could walk from my apartment to work and back. And there was a grocery store right on the corner across from my work on my way home. And so I would stop by very often, especially in the most stressful times with this first job out of college, which I'm sure you guys have heard about many a time at this point. Or if you're new here, I have some episodes, earlier episodes on that. I would stop by this grocery store and I would buy a whole bottle of wine and a bag of Skinny Pop, uh, Pepper, like black pepper popcorn, and that would be my dinner, like whole bottle of wine to myself and popcorn. That's it. Super healthy. <laughs> but I didn't have any better coping mechanisms at the time. And I'll say, I don't particularly feel like I have a super addictive personality. I mean, yes, I have gotten really into, I mean, I, I got addicted to like the overtraining thing and the under-eating, like the My Fitness Pal. I was like hopelessly addicted to that. But in general, I don't feel like I, I have a lot of vices. Um, I don't feel like I was ever super out of control with my alcohol, um, or, or anything else really, except for kind of the, the food and body stuff. And there's a lot of reasons why I think that was more of the thing for me. We won't spend a ton of time talking about that, but, but I was never, you know, I never felt like I was super out of control. It was just the way that I knew to relax. And I mean, we could talk about so many reasons why that's the case, right? Like (laughs) growing up, I saw a lot of winding down, using alcohol again, not to the degree of being super out of control or anything like that, but just it was the every night sort of thing that you turn to, to unwind. And so it made sense that that was one of my coping mechanisms. And I do really want to say like, whether it's alcohol or whatever your vice is, truly, truly, truly from the bottom of my heart, like no judgment, no shame, no shade whatsoever. I'm not saying like, don't do any of these things. Because I still drink from time to time. My relationship, as you'll hear throughout this episode, has changed significantly. But it's just to encourage you to, you know, take stock of where you're at with it and be really honest about how you're using it. And perhaps if it is something that is getting a little out of hand for you, or if perhaps you could maybe not replace it completely, but add in some other coping mechanisms, stress relief, whatever it is, that is a little bit more health promoting. Because, you know, Alcohol comes with a whole host of negative effects. Like you wake up and you feel like crap the next morning. Um, If you have a night where you drink a ton, you don't remember stuff. Like the amount of times post-college I would come home and be like, holy shit, how did I remember all of my stuff? Like my wallet, my keys, my phone, like everything was nicely laid out. Like, thank God that I never lost anything or had it stolen or anything like, you know, I'm just, I'm just floored that, (laughs) that I came home with all my stuff. Anywho, I say all that to just give you a little bit of background of my relationship with these things. Again, never felt like it was super out of hand, but it was the type of thing that I definitely turned to in order to feel better. Had a stressful day, wanted to get a drink. Had a stressful day, go to happy hour. Um, Had a super stressful week, went out and got (laughs) shit-faced with my friends. And I'm not judging myself. I'm not shaming myself. I'm not any of that. I just, like I said, kind of want to set the groundwork for for what's to come, these couple other periods of time that I'm going to tell you about. One of the things that, I mean, I knew the whole time that I was kind of behaving this way, that I was, that I had this certain relationship with drinking and alcohol as a form of stress relief. I knew that there was some of that like after effect depression sort of thing. Like I knew that I felt a little bit lower the day after drinking than I did before. Right. Like I was aware of that, but, and it it definitely bothered me, but it wasn't to the degree that I, Really felt like I was not the same person. Like I really felt like myself still, but I just felt like I was a little bit more sad. Which I mean, looking back, that should be enough of an indication to be like, hmm, maybe something needs to change here. But it wasn't. So it was just an interesting time. And here's why I call that out. So the whole high training thing. I was an energy healer before that. I was a Reiki master. And this was fast forwarding a few years, you know, post health tanking, started my healing journey, all the things, um, got into energy healing with Reiki. And that it started out as a form of stress relief, I'll say, but I never had a very significant like experience with it the same way that a lot of my peers and friends who also were Reiki trained um, had. Like I knew some friends who had massive, massive changes in mood and health and all the things. And it just wasn't that way for me, although it was very like relaxing, I'll say. And so when I had the opportunity to pursue a high, I asked my pendulum. It was probably the strongest yes I've ever in my life gotten in terms of (laughs) a yes or no question. And if you're not familiar with pendulums, they're just a tool that you can use. I mean you can also literally just use your body in different ways to do this, like muscle testing. But It kind of helps you get into your subconscious a little bit and see kind of yeses and nos for different things. Probably not doing a great explanation, but anyway, it's a a woo-woo tool, if you will. So I asked my pendulum and it was like, hell yes, like flying out of control type of yes. So I did this and I remember over the course of that experience, really thinking like, wow, I feel like myself for the first time in a really long time, it really did put me in this very elevated state. And, you know, as part of the attunement process, you do a self-healing essentially every other day. And so I was consistently putting myself in this energy that was very high frequency, that I felt like very significantly in my body in a way that I hadn't with Reiki. And by the time I was done, even just with the first half of my training, I'm level two certified. So I went through two rounds of this. But by the time I got through uh, even just level one, like the self-healing portion, I felt like a different person. I was literally, if you will, vibrating differently than I had been before I started this training. A, a super tangible difference in the way that I felt in my life, about my life, and like my external circumstances hadn't changed, right? It was just me committing to this practice, working with this energy a higher frequency energy, you know, than, than Reiki. And again, I'm not saying anything's wrong with Reiki. It just didn't really resonate with me. Um, A high is anchored in a different frequency. And so it's again, a little bit higher. That's not to say higher is better or worse or or lower is worse. Um, It's just different. And this is what happened to resonate with my body the most. So this is when I started to notice like a tangible difference. And I'll say before that, I had been around the, you know, raise your vibration talk and blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was just like gratitude and, you know, feeling your feelings and feeling good all the time. Maybe not all the time, but like trying to, to get yourself in a state that you felt good more of the time than you perhaps did before. And I just didn't really understand it. And I also didn't really feel it. And by the time I came out of, like I said, even just the first portion of this Ahai training, I felt different. And I was like, wow, this is what it actually means to raise your vibration. I feel like my set point as a human being is now higher than it was before. I feel like it is easier for me to feel good more of the time. And that is not to say that I was bypassing things at that point. You know, I had a lot of emotional processing techniques and um, was doing the subconscious work and the shadow work and all the things. So I'm, I'm not a stranger to feeling the feels and I'm not the type to push away my feels. And I wasn't even at that point, but I just felt better more of the time. And I started to really understand like, oh, this is what it's about. It's literally raising my set point so that I feel better more of the time. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but that's that's truly what it is. It's... Anyway, I digress. So fast forwarding after I go through the second attunement, still, you know, my set point is just getting higher and higher. I remember having this one experience, this one day that kind of merges these two experiences, the past history that I told you about in the beginning that was more of the, you know, <laughs> alcohol as a coping mechanism version of me. And this newer version of me that is my set points just higher. Um, these kind of came to a head or kind of, um, what am I looking for? Like <laughs> collided into one another. Uh, I feel like collision is the word I'm looking for. Hello, friends. Just a brief interruption to today's episode to tell you about something that I have absolutely been loving lately, and that is the calm oil from Cured Nutrition. Now, you guys already know if you've been around here for a while how much I love Cured Nutrition. I take their stuff every single day, and it's some of the best like working products that I've ever used. And I've used a lot of supplements in my day. Now, the calm oil is super interesting to me. I did not think that I was going to love it as much as I do. Honestly, CBD oils have been something that I've taken on and off throughout the years, never really found myself being consistent with. And part of that, I think, honestly, a really big reason for that is because of the taste. I don't particularly love the oils that taste like there is a plant in your mouth. <laughs> I also have had some that are better. They're a lighter herbal flavor, but it still feels really earthy and herbally, which I get some people really love that. But for me, I'm just like, I don't, I'm, I'm not about it. This oil, you guys, from Cure Nutrition, the Calm Oil, tastes so good freaking good. I cannot even tell you. And this isn't even the like flavored version. This is just the natural version. It's so light. It's so beautiful. Like the mouthfeel of it. I mean, I know you're just holding oil in your mouth, but I think because of that, just like really light flavor, it doesn't feel herbally at all. I mean, it maybe has the slightest little undertone as I'm kind of swallowing, but it's not overpowering at all. It's so gentle. It's so almost like soothing which for me, I found really just enhances the benefits of the product itself. I take this every day kind of as needed. So sometimes like yesterday, I took it before the gym just because I wanted to feel a little bit more calm and grounded as I went in. Usually I'll take it in the you know, mid-afternoon as I'm kind of wrapping up my work day to help me just like relax a little bit after all of the things going on in my brain and in my life as I've been working throughout the day. But I truly love it. I do notice that I just feel a little more like relaxed and centered when I take this. And another thing that I want to recommend you guys try with this oil, if you try that or really with any of your supplements that I've um, absolutely been loving as well is giving it an intention. I will hold the bottle in my hands, hold it to my chest, close my eyes, take a deep breath and just ask it for something. Usually for the calm oil, I ask it to help me ground because I don't know about y'all, but I could always use a little bit more grounding lately. So highly recommend you check out the calm oil from Cured Nutrition. Let me know how you like the flavor when you try it. Honestly, it's really, really, really good. I swear they're wizards. <laughs> so if you'd like to check out the calm oil or honestly anything else from Cured Nutrition, go to the link in the show notes and use my code NTC. Again, that is code NTC for not that crazy. And, um, try out the calm oil or anything else from Cure Nutrition for yourself. Let me know what you think. And now back to this episode. So earlier this year, um, Probably maybe February, I'll say. I was out on a snowboarding trip with some friends. It was a a birthday trip for some other of my friends, and there was a big group of us there. We were celebrating, had more drinks than I normally do. Well, actually, let me back up a little bit too. Before even that, I started to notice discrepancy in the way my physical body reacted to alcohol post these ahai trainings. So, what I would notice is. I just couldn't drink the way that I used to. And I know that a lot of people say that. Like, as you age, like, I'm getting older. Like, my hangovers are worse. Like, yes. And my body was reacting in a way that it never did before. Like, I used to pride myself on my Irish liver. I used to pride myself on the fact that I could drink people under the table and not have a hangover. Like, I could mix alcohols, be totally fine. Like, Again, why am I proud of these things? I don't know. But it's just the way that I was. And like, I, I never got sick. I, like I said, really never got hung over all these things. And so post a high, post, you know, breakup last year, so there were a lot of changes too. So who knows, you know, I'm not saying any one of these things is the main driver. But for instance, like summertime last year, maybe June, early July, I went to sushi with a friend. And I had two of these little bottles of sake, which like for me, that's like nothing Um, back in my heyday. um, It it wouldn't have caused me any sort of like illness or anything like that based on what I knew about myself. And I had these two little cups of sake and I went home and was sick (laughs) and I was sick the whole next day too. And like I ate a bunch of food, right? It's not like I'm eating like one piece of sushi and then I'm like, uh-huh, I'm so full. No, I ate like a, Ton of sushi, you guys. I like to eat. (laughs) I love food, and so I mean that's just one example. There were so many other times where my physical body would react so weirdly to alcohol in a way that it never had before. Like I was, I've, I've gotten sick from drinking, and like not even drinking a lot, you guys. I'm really serious. Like I've gotten sick more in the past like year of my life. Maybe not quite at this point, but like give or take, than I ever have in all of my years of drinking and partying before that. For no reason other than my body is just different now because of all of the stuff that I've been doing. And one could argue that there may be other things that go into it. I really truly believe that it is because of this frequency work. Like I don't even desire alcohol anymore in the same way. I I have to be in like the right scenario, the right headspace, the right situation in order to even really desire alcohol. And even then my desire is like a drink, maybe two, and then I'm done. Like if I'm, if it's Friday and I'm like by myself, old Caitlin would have been like, yeah, hell yeah. Let's get a bottle of wine. Let's throw back a couple glasses. Let's, you know, it's great. And now I'm like, um, can I have like an herbal tincture or something? <laughs> like, I, can I have a psychedelic water? Uh, not sponsored, but they're amazing. Um just some other like thing that feels special and feels like a treat, but doesn't involve alcohol because it just doesn't, my body literally doesn't want it. Um, I pretty much exclusively desire to drink now with friends, having a nice dinner, like, or not even nice dinner, just like out with friends, you know, where I'm having this experience and, and the group and the community and the love and, and all the things like, then I feel okay processing it. But if I'm by myself, or especially if I'm in a low state, my body's like, hell no, like don't even go there. So it's just really interesting even to just watch my desire change when I haven't been doing any work specifically on my relationship to alcohol. I've been doing work on my literal set point as a human being. So again, just interesting things to keep in mind. Now let's fast forward again to this time on the snowboarding trip. Like I said, out with a bunch of friends we had some drinks that night because it was this birthday situation and we're just celebrating, having fun, having a good time. All good things. I woke up the next day. In the morning, we we're out on the mountain. I mean, even before we got out on the mountain, really. I was like, who literally is in my body right now? The thoughts that I'm thinking are not mine. <laughs> like I feel like I got body snatched and yes it's me, but like this is not me. I was thinking how nobody loved me, how alone I was in the world. And mind you, I'm with, I mean, a dozen or more friends at this point, like close friends that I've had for years. So like, I have no reason, uh, according to my 3D reality, to be thinking any of these things. And yet I was like, so depressed, so depressed. Again, like, I'm so lonely. Nobody loves me. Like, I mean, I, I felt like I was never going to get out of this. I felt like I was in this deep, dark pit, this black hole that I was just doomed to stay there forever. And it, it, I literally, again, the only way I can describe it is someone else was in my body. It was so unfamiliar. And what was so fascinating to me, not in the moment, but later on, as I was reflecting on this, is I was sitting down at the like outdoor lodge area um having a drink with a couple of my friends and I brought this up to them and I was like so I'm having all these thoughts like I'm really sad today like I'm really really low and it's really weird and I was like do any of you guys feel this way? Like is this just me? And they were like, no we feel fine. And I was like literally what? Like (laughs) I'm I'm shook. It cannot be just me that feels this way. And After I got out of that funk, after I had a few days to recover and I was kind of reflecting on this, I was like, is this really, is this really just me or is this a byproduct of the fact that people's set points are really just that low that they don't notice that big of a difference? in a, in a post drinking funk or to normal life. Right. And maybe this isn't for everybody. And I totally like, I mean, if that's you, great. Like, but I, I really wonder for a lot of people, because this is very true for me back in the day when this was the normal thing, like when I would drink every weekend and even sometimes during the week. And again, I say this without judgment, if this is what you do, like, cool. I still drink sometimes it's not a big deal. Right. But It's just really fascinating to me that back when I was drinking more often, that it was a primary lever of my stress relief, I didn't notice that big of a difference on the days after drinking when I was in that more, you know, quote unquote, depressed state and the days when I was just like having a normal time, like a a normal day that I hadn't been drinking. And fast forward till now, you know, a few years later doing all of this work like yes a lot of mindset work belief work but a lot of the frequency work like I'm a 70 attuned energy healer right so that energy is is available to me all the time and that's kind of what I run at and now to notice how significant of a difference there is for me if I'm just outliving my life and and I want even to even make this clear like I'm not doing this shit all the time. Like I really have a desire to get back into a more consistent, like self-healing practice. I am very inconsistent with it. Although I'll I'll like hook into the energy, if you will, or like activate it when I meditate and all that. Two to two, of course. <laughs> so it's not that I'm not using it all the time, but I'm not going through like a formal kind of like self-healing practice all the t- time. Although I really do want to get myself back into that because it's pretty amazing. But I'm just because of all the work that I've done. And it could be the energy healing. It could be all of it. It could be the mindset work. It could be the physical work, like, you know, non-toxic living, all the things. And I really think that all of it does play a role in it. But there's such a massive difference now. And I think it's really interesting. And I really want to invite you to reflect on that for yourself. And like I said in the beginning, whether it's alcohol or whether it's you know, exercise or whatever it is, you know, maybe it's not the second day kind of post-drinking depression for you, but maybe it's something else. I don't know all the ways that this could show up, right? But I just want to invite you to explore this for yourself. And I also want to say, because I think this is really important, it's not wrong or bad to A, use these things. I I really want to... (laughs) come from a place of non-judgment right and and make you feel like it's not wrong like you don't have to make yourself wrong if this is the way that you've coped for a long time because if that's the only way you knew then that's the only way you knew and you know until you know better you can't do better right but i also want to really emphasize like not to make yourself wrong or bad for not feeling better than you feel right because i think What can happen a lot of the times when we enter into some of these conversations about, you know, our vices, if you will, or the ways that we're coping? We start to get really down on ourselves. And I mean, I say this because this was true for me of like, why was I doing this? Like, it's so bad for me, at least in the quantity, like devil's in the dosage, right? But it wasn't healthy to be utilizing it in this manner. And like, why did I do that? Like, I knew better, but I couldn't do anything differently. Um, so however that's showing up for you if it's showing up for you like if there's any desire within you to blame shame guilt yourself for any of that like I really want to invite you to meet yourself with you know that loving compassion and that self-forgiveness and and all of the things because you didn't know better and <laughs> man I have so many examples of this like it's so hard to do the thing that we know we need to do even when we know we need to do it because of how we've always been or because of it's comfortable or because of whatever. Like I'm thinking of so many times in my health journey when I would be like sobbing, (laughs) asking my body to forgive me because I was treating it poorly again. Like I was pushing it too hard in the gym or I was feeding it food that was making it inflamed or like whatever the thing was at the time. Like this happened so many times for me. And it, It really was such a hard thing to forgive myself for not doing better, even when I did know better. So I just want to like put that statement out there, like whatever end of that spectrum you're on, really, really, really invite you. And I know that it can be difficult, but to meet yourself with that loving compassion and to forgive yourself. And back to the, the whole moral of the story here, just to start to become aware of how you're really feeling about your life and how you're really using some of these things i've mentioned these probably like 3 times at this point but whether it's the food or the exercise or the alcohol or the weed or whatever it is maybe even your work like how are you using that as a way to escape what you're actually feeling you know one of the things that i will say about the a high experience that started to make this a lot easier for me was it gave me such access to purely loving energy that I could meet myself with as I was doing a lot of this intense self forgiveness work because it brought up a lot for me like it brought up so much I mean I could do a whole episode on just the self-healing journey I mean the whole attunement process what was going on in my life at the time what it brought up for me from you know previous times in my life because it was a whole lot of shit but it It helped me so much because I could meet myself because I was attuned to this energy, because I was hooked into and working with this energy that literally just feels like pure love. Like that is the only way I can describe it. I think that's the first time in my life that I've experienced what unconditional love actually feels like. but. I had that going for me. And so it was easier to kind of meet some of these really difficult emotions that were surfacing and to help myself through it. And, um, you know, the emotional processing tools and and all of the things, even the, the emotional support in terms of mentors and guides and peers and friends and all of that kind of thing. So it was that that allowed me to go to the depth to clear out a lot of that old stuff, the really heavy stuff, the really dark stuff that I needed to move through in order to get to this higher set point. It wasn't like I like, got attuned to this. And all of a sudden I was this like magical energy being, which like kind of, but, (laughs) but it also took a lot of work and I don't want to dismiss that or discount that or, um, make it seem like it was an overnight thing because there was a lot of not just self-healing that went into it, but like crying, sobbing, you know, feeling all the feels and acknowledging all the feels and being with them and allowing them to move through me that got me to this point. So. All that is to say, I invite you to (laughs) self-reflect. One of my favorite things to do. Self-reflect on not just the way that you're using all those tools, but do you have the space for, and in what way might you feel called to start to move some of these things through? And I really recommend, and I'm a firm believer in, you don't have to do it alone, right? Whether it's with me in a session like guide, for instance, which we can totally do energy healing in there, or maybe it's with a therapist or a different coach or mentor or whoever it is, like creating the space to safely bring up some of these things and to work through them so that you can reach that higher set point. And even if it's not just about that, so you can arm yourself with better tools to support yourself through whatever it is that's coming up for you in life, So that maybe you don't have to rely on the alcohol or the whatever it is for you to cope and or so that you have something that you can really support yourself with after the fact, right? Like when you're feeling super low, the awareness to know that that's not really you, the awareness to navigate those belief systems um, or false beliefs really that are coming up after the fact. So I just really wanted to bring all of that to you guys for now. (laughs) I will leave it there. I think you have a lot to chew on in that episode. So if any of this resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram. And if this episode resonated with you. If you think someone else in your life would benefit from it, I encourage you to please share it with them. Um, share it on Instagram. Make sure to tag me if you do it in your stories. I am so grateful every time that you do, and it means so much to me. And the other thing that I would ask of you is, if you feel called, if you're supported by anything on this show, please, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me. I read every single one and. It really just helps me grow the show, so I'm super grateful for you, for listening, for tuning in, for being here. And with that, I will leave you with a "What the fuck am I doing?" story from my most recent drive back to NorCal. What the fuck am I doing? It was it was quite a quite a week for me. It's <laughs> quite a few weeks actually. Um, started out with my car getting hit, so that was fun. And I was driving home a few days later there was some stuff in between it was a whole thing but as i was driving back to norcal to regroup unpack repack all the things this is more of a what the fuck is google doing honestly because i don't know if this ever happens to you guys i think i really need to like get a new phone cuz it's it's about that time that my apple phone starts to say like help <laughs> so i mean mine's a few years old at this point but anywho my google maps will do this thing sometimes where it just like stops tracking on the map and so i'm just like Flying blind, like the the directions themselves keep updating, but the actual like cursor doesn't. And so it doesn't really show you if you're on the freeway, like where to exit. And so I was running out of gas. It was like on empty empty, like not even the ticker. I was on like the extra gas. (laughs) You know, because they keep like a couple gallons below when you get like quote unquote empty. You know what I'm saying? Anywho, I was at that point, really needed some gas. Um, navigated myself to the closest gas station and i'm on the five like there's long stretches of literally nothing on the five i don't know if you've ever driven the five it's not pretty (laughs) it's not cute so i was in one of those stretches that i'm not familiar with all the gas stations where they are in this particular stretch there are certain places that i know pretty well this was not one of them so my map starts up stops updating and it says take the exit but i got really confused because it was updating the text, but not the actual like map thing. And so I thought when I looked at the map, didn't read the instructions. Also, it was nighttime, so I couldn't really see all the signs. And like when things are moving fast, sometimes it's hard to see, you know. So anywho, I missed the exit for the gas station. I was like, holy fuck, I'm terrified. Um, I don't want to run out of gas. I'm like a couple hours from civilization, I feel like. So God bless. Somehow they left enough like the people who made these tanks and they gave you like extra bonus gas after your tank goes empty, empty. I just really appreciate them for their service and their foresight because I was, I had to go like to the next exit was, which was, I don't know, six or eight minutes away, however many miles that was. Then I had to turn around and go all the way back to the same gas station that I just passed because that was the closest one even ahead of me. So it was a whole clusterfuck and. Thankfully, I made it to the gas station. I got gas. We made it home safe and sound, but it was terrifying. So I think I learned my lesson that I'm never going to bypass my (laughs) known and loved exits again. I was like, I have plenty of gas. I don't need to get it right now. I'm not doing that again. I'm just going to get the gas because this was honestly very nerve wracking, but we made it. So anyway, what the fuck am I doing? just get the gas. Just always get the gas. (laughs) All right, friends, I will leave you there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As I mentioned, please share if it resonated and leave a rating and review if you feel so called. I would love it so much. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.